Climbing Gold is a production of Duct Tape and Beer, with support from the North Face. Never stop exploring. Dr. Squatch, get dirty, stay clean. Chorus, explore perfection. An element, restoring health through hydration. Yeah, okay, I'm now recording. Got it. Okay, so are we just going to watch this video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just hit play. We are watching Sean Rabatou, Flashing Spectre. Uncut. I know. Who flashes Spectre? You're like, oh my god. I know, it's so crazy. I know, I mean, I've, I actually haven't even tried this, but I've touched the holds and just been like, no, that doesn't go. Oh, yeah, there he goes. Just did the crux. He's just hanging one-handed, no problem. Yes! Oh, all the pads just flew away. <laughs> Literally everybody just running across the hillside. He's just... There goes Danny Woods running downhill trying to grab a pad. Everybody's like full anarchy. Sean's just calm as a cucumber hanging there. On the lip of this giant boulder just waiting to go to the top. I, I love the Mellow. Yeah, Mellow videos, I get so fired up. It's like they're, they're so fun. I'm curious, like, whether you've, how many times you've heard the word authentic, you know, when you, when you sit down to talk about TV shows or films or, it's just such a funny word because, like, I remember, you know, the period 10 years ago of just, like, meeting with companies or doing, like, we want to do something authentic. It was, like, almost if they use that word a lot, you're, like, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be authentic in the end. Yeah, I, I hate the term authentic. Anytime people start <laughs> yeah. throwing around the word authentic, you know that it's just not real. So I'm like, if it's real, you don't have to say that it's real all the time. Just yeah. do the thing. It's so annoying. I feel like that's what Mello is kind of doing, is like, not to use that word, but what they're doing is the real thing. Yeah, what, what you see is, is what's happening. Like, yep. it's just uncut, raw footage of them doing the hardest things in the world. It's like, you can hear random music in the background, you can hear people chit-chatting, and then as soon as somebody sticks the crux move, everyone springs into action. They're like, oh my God, we should probably spot a little bit or like move the pads <laughs> or do whatever. You know, it's like, I mean, a lot of the Mellow videos, you're like, oh, this is just a slice of a real bouldering, uh, a, a real day out. You know, you feel like you're just hanging with your friends at the boulders, and then you're like, oh my God, he's stuck it, everybody. Yeah. Get ready, he's doing it. You know, it's like, it's cool. We certainly have like, discussed it but like i think old people sometimes worry about the soul of the sport right and we've certainly like discussed this like where's it going like what do we lose as we grow and you know all those things and i watch a mellow video and i say to myself i think this sport's just fine old people worry about the soul of the sport and young people just live it no i i, I totally agree with that it's like for anyone sitting in their armchair worrying about you know what's become of climbing or what's happening it's like the people that are out doing it all the time are not worrying about that kind of thing because they're too busy doing it. Like you, you definitely don't feel like the Mellow crew is pandering for likes or views or anything. You know, it's like they just, it just feels like they do not care. I was going to say they're made for the core audience, but they're not even made for the core audience. They're, they're just made, they're almost just made for their own sake. They're just documenting the hardest things that have ever been bouldered. It's like, it's like they're not even trying to sell them to anybody or show them to anybody. They're just making cool, you know, they're like, here's what we did. Now it's on the internet. If you don't want to watch it, you can go F yourself. You know, it's like they're very unapologetically just, they're just their own thing. Who are we talking to today? Today we talk with two of the founders of Mello, Daniel Woods and Giuliano Cameroni, about the future of climbing media. Every generation needs its inspiration, and Mellow is here to provide. I'm Alex Honnold. I'm Fitz Cahal. This is Climbing Gold.
Wait a minute. Quick time player file new audio recording word. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> da- Daniel already failed his uh, audio recording backup. <laughs> I did. Yeah, so, so. Oops. Yeah, Juliana, did you hit record? Yep. Are the numbers running up? Uh, so there's like a red dot. There's yep. no numbers. There's like a... Yeah, click on the red dot and you should see numbers going up. Okay, it's going now. Word. Yeah, for, for people that run a uh, media platform, I'm like, you know, I'd expect a little bit more tech savvy, but... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, me and it, we just climbed, really. Um, I, make, I make videos, but that's it with the computer stuff. Yeah, apparently uh, not with QuickTime, but... Mm, not really. I use the iMovie, so... <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> my name's Daniel Woods. I'm from Boulder, Colorado. Um, my name is Giuliano um, Cameroni. I'm from Switzerland. 33 years old, been climbing for the last 28 years. I'm 25 years old, and I've been climbing for almost all my life. I started basically at two years old, so. Predominantly a boulder. Um, I also sport climb though. I'll probably do some more sport climbing this year. And yeah, just been climbing ever since I was five years old. Haven't gotten bored of it yet. My parents were into sport climbing. And then when I was born, my dad started bouldering. So since the very beginning, I've been bouldering. So what is Mellow? Mellow is basically a climbing media platform, uh, which we want to host a bunch of climbing media from around the world. And basically how it all began was about five years ago or something. um, I was on a trip to Spain and Sean Rabatou, Giuliano Cameroni, they met me to climb. And we were basically just like discussing like, uh, there's, there's really no like media platform in the climbing industry where we can host a lot of hardcore climbing videos. Platforms have tried in the past, like DPM climbing, uh, momentum VM, uh, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. I remember (laughs) that. Yeah, I, I do too. And Modump I think was a popular one. Um, but just after a while, things phased out. And so all those media platforms died out. And so there was really nothing. And I like personally, I'm not interested in creating my own YouTube channel, just because that puts a lot of pressure to like, deliver a lot of material on a weekly, monthly basis, you know, so we got together and we're like, Hey, let's just create a platform where we could put our personal videos on, but we could also reach out to climbers around the world and see what they're up to and host their videos on our channel. And so how, how do you know the, uh, the rest of the Mellow crew? So I met Sean uh, when I was 15 in Magic Wood with his family. So Yeah, so Sean Rabatou was born to two former world champions. His mom <laughs> is still a high-end coach. Both of his parents crush. His sister is a climbing Olympian. So I think it's fair to say that Sean has always had you know, climbing in his, in his, in his genes. I hate to say that though, because he also has just climbed his entire life. He's climbed hard his entire life. He's tried really hard, but, uh, but it certainly must help that everyone in his family is a complete bone crusher. (laughs) I wonder if his grandparents said. And then when I was 19, I was in Colorado. And then there he told me this idea of Mello. And, uh, two years later, when he talked to Daniel and Jimmy about this, then it started out. Like for the first few years, we were like, oh, this is really cool. But for so we were just filming, but 
nothing really happened, but the idea was there for sure. And then it started, I guess, in, when was that? Beginning 2019, maybe? Yeah, because rem- remember we did that Spain trip and you guys came to Margalef to hang out with me. And I'd say like we polished up the idea there. 2018, then, maybe? That yeah, was, yeah, 2018, 20, yeah, 2018. That's crazy. The Mellow videos have only existed for three or four years because already they feel almost time like I feel like they've always existed sort of sort of like uh, the dosage videos or something where you're just like oh mellow it's <laughs> yeah. always been around I'm like I can't believe it's only been three or four years no nah, it's still pretty baby yeah four <laughs> years yeah yeah that's crazy could both of you guys each describe the other members of mellow and what each person's role is like what, what everybody does within mellow I guess me Daniel and Jimmy are mostly climbing and then Sean is doing more like the clothing well, he's also obviously climbing, but um, he also has a, he's doing the clothing like kind of by himself. Sean is the the head of uh, head of retail or whatever, or like yeah. he's, he's so a merchandising Sean, guy. Sean, Sean's like CEO of Mellow. Yeah, oh, yeah. because, yeah, because he, he's <laughs> like, he studied this business and he's the only one that did that. So did he Sean, has the Did Sean the go to ability. school? Yeah, yeah. So he has the He didn't. He didn't no, no, but he, like a semester. I, as soon as he knew, <laughs> I guess as soon as he knew how to handle Mello, he was like, "Well, fuck school now, uh, right?" He kind of went there Basically, just to, yeah. to understand how to run Mello, and then when he got it, he he dropped the school, I guess. Classic. So, so Sean is the CEO of Mellow, basically, even yeah. though he didn't graduate <laughs> yeah. school and he's not actually the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine for us. That, that's like uh, that's like getting me to build you a bridge, even though I only did one year of engineering school yeah. before I dropped out to live in my car and be like, oh, you know, I'm sure I still remember some calculus. I'm sure it's fine. It's gotta work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Just add more bricks. Just make it solid. <laughs> sure. Sean, Sean's good though. I think we all stay in pretty good communication with each other though about like if Sean has ideas, he runs it by us and stuff like that. Yeah, and of course. It's uh, when it comes down to it, like it's a, a collaboration be- uh, between all four of us to make video decisions, some product decisions, all that. But Sean definitely arranges it and get, and has the like... He does the um, most work. Out, for outsourced sure. the the brand to make the shirts and getting in contact with graphic yeah, designers yeah. to print what he wants on the shirt and stuff like that, and then ordering the short the shirts and stuff, all that kind of stuff. So, and honestly, we we're all all of us were like, yeah, it's cool because we don't want to do that. And if you're <laughs> motivated to do that, then go for it. That it's <laughs> it's normal. You have he has a bigger percentage because it makes sense like that. Yeah, because he's yeah. actually doing the hard work. That sounds like the worst work of, of everything you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like contacting manufacturers and like ordering product. You're like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So we were kind of like, cool. We'll go climb. You'll do this. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. And Giuliano, Jimmy, and myself, we all kind of do a similar role. You know, I think Jimmy and Jimmy and Giuliano, they do a lot more filming and video creation than I do for sure. Um, but then our goal is we all climb, we all get videos to host on Mellow um, so we can add value to the channel so people get stoked to come and watch what we create, yeah. you know? And also we don't, we, we've never judged any of us because we haven't done enough or, you know, like we've always uh, been super easy because we've always known that 
the other could do whatever he can. So we've never been like, hey, do this or whatever. Maybe I have to write like Sean like five times to get that that <laughs> video, but I'm never gonna be like, fuck you, you know, like that's not a thing. So we there's a very good friendship, which is the base of things. And so we go uh, above that. And then- yeah, Sean is the only person who never responded to these group text at all <laughs> in regards to like hey we're gonna do an interview about mellow it's like complete silence from sean you're like whatever like sh- so that's no- that's normal oh, yeah. uh we all we all experience the same thing so <laughs> that's fair what uh what what do you guys think defines a mellow video well for for one we want to make sure like the filming is well done you know like showing the action of the climber, following the climber, really capturing the moment. So when the viewer is watching it, they can feel like they're climbing with that climber. Uh, good music, you know, get, set the tone, and then mix in some lifestyle stuff at the same time. Skateboarding? Yeah, so there's that YouTube channel, Thrasher Magazine, for skateboarding. And we all skateboard as well and follow that channel. And we were kind of like, oh, let's kind of try to create the Thrasher for climbing, you know, and kind of incorporate that vibe into what we're doing. But obviously, we, skateboarding lifestyle is way different than climbing. So we were like, oh, mellow. Climbers are a little bit more mellow. You know, we're not like, we're not like getting busted by the cops and destroying public property and all that kind of stuff. We're, we're more out in the woods, you know, like hanging out with just our friends and try, we're respecting nature and stuff like that. But, but we also can rage a little bit when we climb. And is that what the name comes from? Just mellow, like chill vibes? So that name came from Sean. He threw out the name mellow one day and we we're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll roll with it. But it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, I guess first it was vibes. named 2000. That was the first <laughs> that? name. When, when, uh, when it was only me and Sean, it was 2000. That was the name. That's not as and good why, a name. And, no. And why was, why was it 2000? The idea was to like uh, the next millennium, right? Like start all over. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so probably be, cool. But... It should be 3000. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- but, I think uh, uh, Mellow yeah. is a better name. Yeah, good, yeah way good better. Good work on the rebrand. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that the Thrasher comparison is pretty interesting. Thresher uh, started as a magazine in the 1980s in San Francisco. Uh, it really takes off in the 1990s. Skateboarding is at this point where it could kind of go more corporate, right? There are the X Games and the Dew Tour. Money is coming into the sport. The world is like kind of interested in extreme sports in general. And it's getting beamed into people's cable boxes. And Thrasher... <laughs> is the total opposite of corporate. It's rowdy, it's rude, its voice is very zero Fs given. If ESPN is trying to be one side of the coin, Thrasher is very defiantly holding down the other side of that coin. And it shows this very real side of skate culture versus the manicured one, the, the competitive side. Um, and Thrasher becomes a global brand, but it's interesting in the sense that even though it's this global brand, the subscription base is like never really much higher than 100,000 people. You know, by like modern standards of TikTok and YouTube algorithms, we don't, we wouldn't think that that's that much. Uh, but Thrasher mattered, right? 
And it still matters because it was and is able to synthesize the feeling of skateboarding. And maybe the X Games grew the sport, but but Thrasher is what sustained it, what carried it into other generations. Yeah, it's like maintaining the core. Yeah, I, yeah I'm thinking about that with, with Melo. It's like the antidote to, uh, to the Olympics. Actually, I was thinking because skateboarding is in the Olympics for the first time last year or yeah. two years ago, the same as climbing. You're sort of like, oh, it is interesting. And then I was just thinking the parallels with Mellow versus Olympic climbing, because it's basically the same sorts of people, like the same quality of climbers. Like the people in Mellow videos are the same caliber who could be competing in the Olympics, but they they generally aren't. Then I was like, how funny that Sean Rabatou is, you know, a founder of Mellow, and then his sister is one of, you know, the, the, the first climbing Olympians. And you're sort of like, oh, it's like two different branches on the family tree. We'll be back with more after the break. I've been a North Face athlete for almost 18 years, which has been incredible, and I've always appreciated their commitment to exploration. Summit Series is the name of the pinnacle North Face products that I use on every expedition, and I love that their tagline is athlete-tested and expedition-proven. I've personally tested these products all over the world, and they've always proven themselves. Future Fleece is the next-generation base layer that I wear almost every day of climbing outside, whether on the wall or at the crag. You can shop the full Summit Series collection at thenorthface.com. I first found Koros when I was looking for a GPS watch that could track my biggest outdoor adventures. I needed something with a massive battery life that was also robust enough to handle the climbing. As it turns out, Koros is the only GPS watch brand that has done some serious development for climbers, from multi-bitch GPS tracking to indoor programmed workouts. The watches have a mind-blowing battery life. Their Vertex watch series lasts for more than 100 hours in GPS activities, so I only need to charge it once every several weeks. <laughs> I only need to charge my watch so sporadically that I can never find the charger because I haven't used it in six weeks. <laughs> if you're interested in bringing new technology into your climbing training and tracking, you should consider their new Vertex 2S. Go to Coros.com and use the code CLIMBINGGOLD to secure a free watch carabiner with the purchase of your new Vertex 2S. Explain to me a little bit about the structure. So the four of you guys started it and you're basically hosting a media platform. But then how do you choose which videos go on the platform? And because uh, some of the videos aren't you guys, you know, they're like random people from around the world made by other mm -hmm. filmmakers. Like, how do you choose who gets hosted on Mellow and, and, you know, like what videos are cool enough for the Mellow platform? Good question. If the climb is really hard, even if the video is not the best, we can maybe throw it out. But if the climb is not like top notch, then it's got to be high quality video. So it's got to have a certain standard of quality, but if the climb is really hard, then that's that's a good point to throw it out. Yeah, that is something that I would consider a defining feature of Mellow videos is that they're surprisingly good cinematography. Like they they look nice, like the 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 quality of the the video is is very high, which I think separates it from a lot of other sort of free online climbing content where it's just somebody's iPhone or something you know, shot like from the back of some cave and it's all dark and you can't quite get the right angle. Yeah, that <laughs> shit like... we don't publish even if it's really hard because <laughs> if you don't see what's going on, then it's quite pointless to watch. Like me, I can't watch a it's climb. Instagram worthy. Yeah, not even basically because if you can't, yeah. if it's just a tripod, it's um, it's very disturbing to watch an uncut from far away. Like you can't see the holes. There's mm -hmm. nothing that's really going on. But most people just do that, but it takes so little to grab a camera and follow the climber 
that you make mm-hmm. it look so much better. Yeah, we're trying to also the goal with bouldering is to stay away from those like dark, muggy looking caves. Like we're trying our goal is to find like beautiful boulder problems as well and showcase those and try to put an image uh of bouldering out there that's like, oh, we're like it's it's more about like the beauty and the movement of the climb rather than just having it be like the next hardest thing out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh whereas like there's a lot of climbers that will just go out and be like, Oh, let's climb out of this grungy hole, you know? And, <laughs> and then you're like, uh, how are we going to film this? And I'm not really inspired to fly across the world to go try this grungy hole boulder. So. <laughs> <laughs> the grungy hole boulder. Actually. So, so my other favorite mellow video, speaking of the beauty of the movement and things is, uh, I forget the guy's name, Elijah, whatever, climbing the crazy thing in the South with, uh, oh, with like yeah, the brain yeah. slopers. I forget the name of yeah. the problem, but it's like V14 or something. Uh, levity yeah levity with the insane dino thing with the 360 spin and then the perfect like yeah. him looking at the camera and and whoever yeah. the hype man whoever's filming who's like screaming like let's go and you're like oh my god it's all totally insane but it's like an insane 360 <laughs> move it's the kind of thing that would be hard to even set in a gym and then to see someone actually execute that outside you're like whoa that's climbing like is yeah. that for real like that's, <laughs> it's uh but so the question about that film is like you know, like who filmed that and like, how did that wind up on Mello? You know, like if that's not your friend, it's not a problem that you're trying. Like, how does that wind up coming to Mello? So a big thing that we do, uh, like I'm on, I'm on Instagram a lot, like following a bunch of climbers around the world and kind of seeing what they, what they're sending out there, you know? And if I see something cool that goes down, I'll, I'll contact them and be like, Oh, did you film this by any chance? And if they did, I'd be like, oh, would you be interested in putting it on Mellow? And they'll send us the video that they put together and then we'll watch it. And then Jimmy, Giuliano, Sean and Jimmy, we all watch it and basically give it a yay or nay if we want to throw it on the channel. So we're actually and especially Giuliano and I were actively reaching out to, to the climbers and and trying to get that uh, that footage from them. I mean, it's interesting that... Uh... That if you scroll through the Mellow channel, you can basically find the beta for most of the hardest boulder problems in the world, it seems like. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And that's kind of our goal, too, is like if you have a media platform where you can host all the hardest climbs in the world, you know, people can go and be like, oh, I'm going to watch this video. And hopefully that inspires them to go to that place, you know, and try it. And then there's all the, the uh, beta and stuff laid out for them. So, yeah. It's like the uh, next generation of 8a.nu, you know, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> you have all the beta in one place, all the locations, it's like the whole, the whole database with, uh, with moving pictures. You're like, this is amazing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. So when did you guys start selling Mellow merch? I asked because, uh, because Sonny, my, my wife has, uh, has tried to get a mellow sweatshirt a couple times and they've been sold out cause they all sell out like instantly. <laughs> and she's like, I want my mellow sweater. Cause, uh, wow. And we, <laughs> last year, or the year before, she was bouldering a bunch with these two uh, really strong teenage kids in Vegas who were yeah. huge Mellow fans. Tight. And uh, she was like, oh, I want I want a sweater so she could rep with her with her little bouldering buddies. But then uh, they're really hard to get. It's like you guys have all this like limited edition merch. Like what's the, <laughs> what's, what's the deal with that? That was the, Sean's idea of keeping it kind of exclusive and like, special. Not, not that everyone can get it because it's we don't make so many. Yeah, my poor wife. She's still still trying to get her sweater. <laughs> but I guess that the last drops they've made more. Huh? I don't know if yeah. they sold out 
that instantly because there were more items. Mm -hmm. Like at the beginning, we had drops with 50 t-shirt, like four colors. So 200 total, that was it. But later on, it was like a thousand. What's the fine line between cool down-home videos that all feature sponsored athletes versus full-on sponsored sort of commercial videos that are paid for by a sponsor? You know what I mean? Like, because the Mellow videos Mm -hmm. all feel totally real. It's just like dudes going bouldering. Yeah. But then they're also you know, commercial videos and, and, you know, we each have done things like this for sponsors or like for, you know, advertising a pad or, you know, specific things where like, we're doing a shoot for this specific reason. Yeah. And, you know, those are basically the same thing where it's like professional athlete going out and doing the thing that they, that they do best, but somehow they have a totally different feel, you know, and, and the mellow videos, I mean, what, what you keep calling the vibe, it's like, you guys really maintain that <laughs> that that lifestyle that you just don't really find in in like branded pieces. I mean, do you guys think about that or like how do you how do you maintain that separation? I mean, I think we all have we've grown up in the way things are have been filmed in the past and stuff where climbs are all chopped up and it's going to like some hardcore dubstep music and <laughs> I don't know, you're just like I watch I would watch climbing videos in the past even ones that I was in and just be like, "Uh, oh, these aren't that inspirational, you know? It's so I, I guess it's just having that image in your head of like what you want to see out of something and then just doing it and finding the right people that are willing to also have that similar vision to yours, you know, or finding people that have a different vision that you just, you vibe with, you know, you're like, Oh, cool. That person's an up and coming videographer. They're talented. They're not going to film it, film something in a very chopped up, weird, commercially way. They're going to, they're going to make this a raw experience, you know, and then latch onto them and let them do their thing. So when I was 20 years old, I had the VHS tape of Rampage, which I watched uh, over and over, probably till the point where it wore it out. But uh, I'm curious, like, whether there were climbing films like that for you when when you were growing up. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dosage, Dosage 1, Dosage 3, Dosage 5... Free Waco was cool to watch. Uh, Rampage. I watched Rampage a lot. I mean, a, a lot of the videos from back in the day, I, I I went through and watched on a daily basis. And those the, those climbers that were in those videos were my icons. You know, I was like, oh, I want to climb like James Litz. I want to climb like Chris Sharma and climb like Dave Graham and go out there and just try to replicate what they're doing in the video. Do you guys have you know, drives like tons of saved footage of projects that you've been working on forever, but nobody's actually finished. So you haven't been able to turn it into a film necessarily, but you have a lot of footage from previous years of like working on projects. Yeah. Me personally, no. (laughs) But you must have unfinished projects all over now. Oh, I mean, projects that I'm motivated to go do. Yeah. Like I'm in two weeks, I'll go meet up with Giuliano and go there with Jimmy and we're going to go try Alfane and some other climbs in Switzerland. And obviously we'll film what we do out there and stuff like that. And then that'll turn into a mellow video. So I'd say like every trip that I'll go, that I'll do this year into the future, uh, my plan is to get a videographer to come or we'll, if I'm with Giuliano or Jimmy or Sean, we'll film each other. And the goal is to make a mellow video out of it. Mm-hmm. Does it ever feel like a lot of pressure that you guys are filming all the attempts? Do you ever want to just 
try by yourself with with no extra pressure you know especially if it's right on the edge and, and you just keep failing or something and it starts to feel you know sometimes that feels more like a burden than 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 a joy you know we were like i just can't do this and everybody's watching and i just fail over and over yeah i think nowadays i just don't even think of it that way i mean to be fair climbing is my lifestyle but also my job so i kind of have that in, in, I put that into perspective and be like, well, if I didn't like being filmed, then I wouldn't have a job. So, <laughs> and that's why it's also key to like half the people I'm climbing with that are, or the people that I'm climbing with and I'm filming with, they're my friends too. So it's not annoying. Like if I were to work with a videographer that was really pushy and being like, oh, can you repeat this real quick? Can you do this, do this, do this? I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to send right now. Like, like let me be then a i wouldn't work with that person anymore and yeah that would be stressful i wouldn't like that but in the general scheme of things like most people that i've worked with are my friends and i don't even notice they're there i'm just doing my thing they do their thing and then i just trust they're going to capture it i feel the same like i don't feel any pressure when someone else is filming or if we're filming all the time but for instance like this week really i had something I wanted to do. And I had the idea of making a video with someone that makes videos. And that thing fucked with me so much that I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't climb well. And then I said, well, this is not the way, like I got to go climb. And then if I do the thing, I can make a video out of it. But if I go climb for the video, it, it's super fucked. So I, I cannot realize that there is no such thing as climbing for a video or for someone else. Otherwise you limit your experience so much because you're doing it for something. And so you put so much pressure on yourself. And at the beginning I thought, oh, it's cool. Like I'm going to make this video. I'm going to do this thing. I feel close. But then I was like, no, maybe I'm not so close, you know, like, <laughs> and now I want to do this video. <laughs> no, no more video. <laughs> <laughs> too stressful that's, that's how i was with uh with soloing videos for you know most of my life i mean obviously the film free solo is a notable exception but most of the time you just go and you do the thing you want to do and then you go back and film on it later if you want to yeah you know but like first you do the climb. crazy so you have to go back and repeat sections well most, most of the things that i've soloed yeah i just went back to after <clears throat> I mean, obviously, free soloing El Cap, we shot the the real thing, but that was like years in the making. Yeah. But um, but like everything I'd done with the the sender guys before and everything was mostly just posed later. Yeah. Where you just like go and shoot the the key pitches again. Wow. Wow. Well, then then it actually almost makes it more impressive because it means all the things that you see that are kind of messed up are the things that I'm choosing to do because they're not that messed up compared to the things that are actually messed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because all the stuff that you're seeing footage of is like, oh, well, this is the part that isn't that scary because I'm choosing to do it again for a camera. You know? I see, um, I see. Wow. Yeah, it's like, because there, there are always some parts that you're like, well, I'm not doing that again for a camera. <laughs> you're like, there's no way. Yeah. You're like, I'll do that for myself, <laughs> by myself, but, uh, you know, there's no way I'm going to do it again just for work, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Whew. Still, though. Even repeating those easier sections, not an easy task. Yeah, yeah. Made well, for you. Well, like, well, like you said, I mean, uh, you know, if you're a professional climber and that's all you have to do for work, you know, you're like, it's not the true. worst work. <laughs> you're like, it's like way better than any other job. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
be back with more after the break. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix formulated with a science-backed ratio of sodium to potassium to magnesium. Each packet delivers a meaningful dose of electrolytes free of sugar, artificial colors, or other dodgy ingredients. It tastes great, and I've used it extensively on expeditions. Element is formulated for anyone looking to restore health through hydration, and is perfectly suited for athletes, folks who are fasting, or those following keto, low-carb, whole food, or paleo diets. Try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, they'll refund your order, no questions asked. So whether you're a new or returning Element customer, you can get a free Element sample pack with any drink mix order when you go to drinkelement.com slash climbinggold. That's drinklmnt.com slash climbinggold. Dr. Squatch crafts natural, high-performance personal care products with no harmful ingredients. I don't shower often, but when I do, I use Dr. Squatch. I especially like the Wood Barrel Bourbon Bar Soap. From soap to shampoo to conditioner, they help me look, feel, and smell my best for whatever adventure I choose. They're offering new customers 20% off any purchase with the code CLIMBINGGOLD. Or you can go to drsquatch.com slash honald. Dr. Squatch, get dirty, stay clean. Daniel, how long have you been climbing professionally for at this stage? So I, I gauge being professional off of like I'm making enough money to survive on my own. Um, it's my, like, I can live off this. So I'd say at age 16, I, I lived kind of like a poor person, but I could live on my own, you know, I could make it work and travel. So since I was 16. This mellow period, you know, from an outsider's perspective, it seems like this chapter of your career, uh, it might be the most fun that you've been having. Is that, is that the case? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I kind of realized too, uh, I'm getting older now and there comes a time where you're not an athlete you're n- anymore. You know, you're, you're going to work on other projects into the future that don't necessarily revolve around what you're doing, but you can at least have a presence in those projects to help that next generation come up and, and have success, you know? So I think Mellow is just a great outlet because I'm working with my friends like I said, I don't have a personal YouTube, so there's not that constant pressure for me to go out and just have to always have material. I can work with people that takes the pressure off. So it allows me to just to do what I want when I want, you know? And when you have that mentality, you can go out and ha- have more fun, you know, and not be like, kind of like what Juliana was saying before. He's like, oh, I'm like, I need to make a video now, you know? And that got into his head and kind of screwed him up. Like, I'm glad that I don't have like I don't have to go on trips and always perform now, you know? In the past I kind of had that where it's like, oh, we're going on this trip, I need to do something cool and have it be filmed well so I can continue having a job, you know? <laughs> where it... <laughs> mm-hmm. So now yeah, Mellow just takes a lot of pressure off and and I believe in the image behind it and I believe what it's going to do for the climbing community. And it's it's a way to give back and be like, and inspire people. The question when you say that you, you feel like you have to perform or you won't have a job. So I was just having this conversation with Jonathan Segrist <laughs> about yeah. the fact that athlete managers in the outdoor industry, it's not like they actually know anything about climbing grades <laughs> or climbing performance. Yeah. So the reality is that no matter how much pressure you put on yourself, there's rarely anybody else actually putting pressure on you because they don't really know what you're doing anyway. True. And the the conversation that 
that Jonathan and I were having was that, you know, I would consider myself like an elite rock climber, you know, I'm like in the top small percent of climbing. Yeah. And I don't really understand the difference between V14 and V17. You know, to me, those are all just like insanely hard. Yeah. And I've still spent my entire <laughs> life rock climbing. I'm kind of like for somebody who works in an office, like, do they know the difference? You know what I mean? Like, like if you're flashing V12 or sending V14 or doing a new 16, it's like to the average person, they honestly can't tell any difference between those three things. You know what I mean? It's, it's all just like insanely hard. They know views. They look at views you're getting on your videos, likes you're getting on your Instagram or whatever other social media outlet you're a part of. So that's what they get. Yeah, but the interesting thing about that, though, is that the number of views you get, the number of likes, like none of those are really connected to how hard, like how cutting edge a climb is. Oh, totally. So you wind up with this weird disconnect between pure elite rock climbing performance and actually being good at your job, you know, quote unquote. That's kind of the struggle that we're seeing nowadays is like you can be an influencer. You're not even at the cutting edge of your sport. But as long as you're influencing well and getting a lot of the views, you're going to get paid more than the person who's actually going out and pushing the limits of their sport. Um, And I think we've seen that a ton, you know, and it's like, that's kind of what frustrates me because like what you're saying is the people that run these outdoor companies that have no idea what their athlete actually does. And so I can say I just established a new V16. They'd be like, cool, how many views did your video get? And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, does that matter? You know, like I just did one of the hardest boulders in the world, but they don't get it. Mm-hmm. Actually, you came up in our conversation because I was like, since we're both sponsored by the North Face, it's kind of like, you know, most people working in the North Face would just assume that because we're both professional climbers on the same team that we could probably climb about the same. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we couldn't be more different as climbers. Like, you know, I can't boulder yeah, any opposite. of the things. Yeah, exactly. Like I can't do any of the things that you can do. And and, and, and actually, you can't really do any of the things that I like to no. do. And it's like we're completely <laughs> I would never, different. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like, I would never even <laughs> attempt anything that you do. Yeah. But then I can't even pull <laughs> off the starting holds of any of the things that you're doing. And so, you know, I can't even like yeah. establish on the boulders. And so you're kind of like, it's like completely different sports, but I think to yeah. the, to the lay person, it's kind of like, Oh, they're both professionals. They're both climbing hard. It's all the same. They're just hard rock climbers. And you're like, dude, but, it, <laughs> but so I think there's an interesting conversation around, you know, when you're at the cutting edge of a sport, like how do you, mm-hmm. and I suppose really that's what mellow is all about is, is showing that cutting edge. Which exactly actually, and, and I suppose I do really respect that that you guys have a cutoff that you basically just don't show easy boulders, <laughs> like you only show the really, really hard stuff. Because, yeah, it's it's like if you're gonna go watch a snowboard film or a skateboard film, it's gonna be the best people in the world doing it, you know. And even if you're amateur, like no one knows your name yet, you're still doing some cool shit and getting hosted on, on that channel. And that's what we want to do with Mellow, too. Is like we also want to go out to the people who maybe don't have a name yet you know, but they do some really impressive stuff and showcase them on Mellow. So you don't have to have like a big name to be on Mellow. You just have to do some cool shit out there, film it well. And that's hopefully you're into maybe having more stuff fall into play for yourself later on down the road. Oftentimes in sports, um, the older generation will always have comments about the current state of the sport and the the people playing it, the people living it, they'll say like X, Y, and Z is wrong, or or they'll they'll sort of act like the the young generation can't live up to its potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a byproduct of 
of older people's pain of just s- slowly sucking, right? You know, <laughs> uh, they become critical because they can't. This sport, it does belong to the youth, to those who are doing it right now. Mm-hmm. And I think Mellow is awesome. Instead of, of, of having something go through companies or a brand or, say, National Geographic, like, no, no offense to Free Solo, it was great, but you guys get to decide what is cool. Totally. And do, and do you think you guys are kind of, like, providing an answer? Like, as, as climbing gets more mainstream, more there's more mainstream media interests, do you think Mellow is your way of keeping it... Core. Core. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... To have something be successful within the industry, you need to take the veterans and you need to take the younger generation. And both those uh, generations need to get along. And the veterans need to see that new school style that the, that the younger generation is bringing and respect that. And then the younger generation needs to also see what the veterans did and respect that. So when you get that mutual respect between each other, then you, got, then you can go with each other um, far off and create something very powerful that's core and genuine. And yeah, it's whenever the ego starts getting in the way of things and someone's like, I need control of this. I need to run this. This is how it's done. Then that way can work for a bit, but it's not going to be, it's not going to have longevity to it. So I'm not that much older than Giuliano and Sean, but I have Sean by a decade. Um, so I, I view Sean as like the younger generation. Giuliano is also a little bit younger than me. And I'm like the almost the same as Sean. Yeah. Just one year older. So like when I'm seeing when I when I'm looking at Sean and Giuliano and uh when I see these kids coming up and pushing the limits of the sport, and yeah, they might be they're climbing better than I am right now, instead of being like, oh, like let's push them away because I need to be the best. Instead of doing that, it's like being inspired by what they're doing and being like, oh, let's work together to like create something powerful with each other, you know, something that's gonna hopefully go on in time as being legend, you know? I agree. And I think like some people, like some young guys that especially they do competitions now, they have a crazy power that we don't have. Like only rock climbers, they don't have that stuff. It's like the <laughs> the gym, pure gym power. So I think that can be integrated to rock as well. And that's when you said... Um, mm-hmm. They have to learn from us and we learn from them. So if there's no ego in the way, then we'll just learn from each other. And then that's great because they are as well, like they are super psyched to learn how to rock climb. Maybe they've been in the gym only. They're really good, but they haven't had the chance to go outside yet. But they're psyched to come and and session projects and everything. So... Who, who are some examples of of really, really strong gym climbers who just haven't climbed outdoors that much like that? I was just with the Adidas uh, team in Ticino. We had a camp and like, especially Meshdi and Max, those guys. What uh, What's their last name? I'm like, do I know them? Um, they're like doing competition. They're, Meshdi's 18. I think Max is 22. Hmm. But they all got this crazy gym style and... Uh, like Brooke and Yanya, they're they're on another level on on rock as well. So they're super light. They can yeah they can put feet really high. So it's actually we were trying a project with Will and Majdi, Max, and Brooke, and she did the move before anyone else, like the crux move. Hmm. 
and easily. It's like a it's like a, a powerful boulder too. It's just like a high foot and boom, she did it. Like <laughs> we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like way better than all of us together. Um, so yeah, I think uh, also maybe girls have not been in the outdoor bouldering scene as much because well, they haven't put up boulders just because maybe they ha- haven't got the the chance to. But if we take... Uh, strongers with us, they they can do some crazy shit that we can probably not do, or we can climb at the same level, definitely. So that's really cool, I think. So so what um what do you guys see as Melo's role in the broader climbing community? I think we can inspire so many people, and we did already. Like there's so many people like around yeah. here in Switzerland or Italy that they're actually developing a lot of areas and it's just right after Melo started basically. And they all say they're like, and also young people like 19 or 20 years old, they come to me and say, because of Melo, I've started being psyched and climb and clean and train or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I guess the bouldering community definitely um, felt the Melo psych. How does that feel though to to run a media platform that's in a lot of ways very countercultural and very, you know, anti-authority and all that, but then to be an inspiration or a role model or whatever. I mean, you know, I mean, Daniel, how do you feel about being a role model? Like, you know, you have a, you have a neck tattoo, you know? <laughs> so, you know. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I, I love being a role model. That's a good position to be in. I mean, I, I was definitely, I think in the, when I was younger, I was a little more like, fuck everything. I'm just going to do my thing and don't really care what people think of me and stuff like that. But older, I'm getting older now. I'm like 33 now. So, uh, and yes, I got a neck tattoo, (laughs) which doesn't mean I'm a gang member or anything like that. (laughs) Um, just adding some spice to myself and into the climbing world. But no, I, I think it's, I, I like my goal for what I do and the older that I get kind of like Juliana was saying, it's like, I want to inspire that next generation to live the lifestyle that I've lived, you know, and be able to go out into the mountains, explore for new bol- explore new boulders, repeat test pieces that um, hardcore climbers from the past have put up, stuff like that. Just give them a purpose to live. And using Mellow, we can kind of do that because we can provide that inspiration that they're looking for. I mean, even for myself, I'll watch Mellow videos and then go to the gym and try hard where I'll, I'll watch the videos and go try my outdoor project. So it, it even gives me inspiration to, to keep pushing myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. actually going to the gym right after this also, and I'm all fired up. I'm like, I can't wait to go <laughs> session on the board. I'm all psyched. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks team Mello for chatting and being up for the laughs. You can find Mello on Instagram and YouTube at Mellow Climbing. Check them out. We've also thrown up a few of the videos we referenced in the show notes. Climbing Gold is a production of Duct Tape Then Beer. Alex Honnold is our host. Today's episode was edited by Marco Seiler Gonzalez and me, Fitz Cajal. Additional editing and sorcery by Evan Phillips, who also provided music. Additional tracks by Cloud Chord, JV and the Supermotion Hip Hop Collective, and Brendan O'Connell. Music is courtesy of Track Club or the artists themselves. Our executive producers are Jonathan Retzik and Ben Endy for RxR Sports and Lisey Hendricks and Becca Call for Duct Tape and Beer. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>